All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, a magnificent Monday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Also coming to you live on Orders Nation YouTube, where uh, you should subscribe if you uh, want to see Connor McDavid play his uh, first preseason game on Wednesday, because uh, we'll give away a pair of tickets to any subscriber tomorrow. So uh, check it out. Orders Nation YouTube. It's very simple. Hit the subscribe button and you are in. It's the Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Now they've got boost picks if you want to have a little bit of fun with different prop bets, and they even have more coming for the NHL season. But uh, check it out if uh, you're an NFL fan, uh, different things like that. Of course, uh, you can do it at PlayAlberta.ca. I am Jason Gregor. He is Connor Halley, and uh, we have a loaded, loaded show for you today. Of course, uh, it's Monday, so that means uh, Terry Ryan will uh, join us between uh, 3 and uh, 5 o'clock. Of course, uh, preseason action began. I'd have to look. I can't recall a 10 nothing victory in the preseason. Now, I know it's happened in the regular season. It's rare, but it has happened. The uh, orders, I remember, shutting out the Vancouver Canucks. In the not in the eighties, uh, thirteen nothing once. The Detroit Red Wings shut out Toronto, or sorry, Toronto shut out Detroit thirteen nothing once in the seventies. So it has happened, but it's rare. How do you not score a goal, and how do you get absolutely lit up? Now I understand the Calgary's at home, and they've got a little bit better of a lineup, but it's not that much better. Uh, I love Rick Tockett's line afterwards. He goes, geez, felt like I was coaching the Broncos. <laughs> it's got to sting, eh, Broncos fans? Like, who was worse yesterday? The Broncos, the Bears, or the Canucks? Now, the Canucks are preseason game. It doesn't really matter. So it's obviously, uh, it would be number three on the list. But the Bears, the Broncos, oh my goodness, the Broncos got 70 points Rolled up on them by the Miami Dolphins, who, by the way, their offense looks good, real good. The Bears are terrible, not a surprise. 
Russell Wilson. Seattle fans must be doing cartwheels over that trade. Look, all the, uh, everything that Denver gave up to get Russell Wilson, and it's an absolute tire fire. Even Sean Payton, who has a long history of being a pretty good quarterbacks coach and pretty creative offensively, they're getting nothing going on. Nothing. So, yikes. But uh, the Edmonton Orders, it's preseason. It was actually an entertaining game yesterday. They lose 2-1 to one in a shootout to the Winnipeg Jets. Colin Delia. I know Oiler fans are probably like, oh, here we go. It's another season where the backup goalie stands on his head. He actually did make quite a few big saves. Rob Kane a few times. Hyman, Sutter, Fogle. They made some pretty good stops. Overall, for a preseason game, I thought Edmonton played quite well. Uh, Rodrigue, solid, wasn't called upon to make a huge amount of saves, but was solid. Players who stood out for me, Dylan Holloway, very noticeable. Uh, Bo Akey, when he had the puck in the stick, really noticeable for a young kid. Now, he was sent back to junior today, as he should be. Let him go down to junior. There's no reason keeping him here for one extra preseason game. Get him down there. Get him playing. His junior team will be happy. He'll get comfortable. I asked him yesterday, what was his goal when he came into camp? He goes, I wanted to make an impression. Well, I would say mission accomplished. Bo Akey and Penticton was one of their best players. And last night, he was very noticeable. Now, you're going to see some things. He's a young player defensively. That's where he's got to grow. But, man, his poise, his confidence, his willing to try things with the puck. Huh. It's fun to watch. Tonight, Holloway, Borgo, and DeHarnay are the uh, three players who played last night and will also be playing today. Uh, Edmonton obviously going into Winnipeg. It's a preseason game. It's early in the season. Even the Jets don't have a huge lineup, just like the orders last night. As uh, Ernie, Malone, and Lavoie are aligned. Holloway, McKaig, and uh, Seth Griffith are aligned. Stonehouse, Gruby, and Borgo aligned. Petroff, Berglund, Tulio. Cam Beats will go on the trip just because they always bring an extra skater just in case. And then on the back end, Kulak and CeCe, Hoffenmeyer and DeHarnay, and Deneen will play with Warner and uh, look for uh, Mr. Pickard to uh, start and finish the entire game. Rodrigue did it all last night. Look for Pickard to do it. And then starting Wednesday, Campbell and Skinner. And they'll probably have a conversation. Do those guys want to go three full games do they want to have two games where they play 40 minutes and then a backup comes in and plays the final 20? It could happen. But uh, that's kind of where I see it for them. You know what? Uh, you have one of Skinner and Campbell playing on Wednesday. The other one, I, I would guess, I could be wrong, but I would guess, would then play uh, Friday in Calgary. They Now, they do have back-to-backs, but you could play Skinner Wednesday and you could play Skinner Saturday. right? I guess it all depends on how much ice time do their goalies want? After tonight, they got six games remaining. Pretty simple math. They could each do three. Maybe they start three, but they leave after 40 minutes. We'll find out. Um, the Oilers, they might have a few cuts after tonight. I could see. Right Tomorrow, they announce a few other cuts. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Then they play Wednesday and Friday. And after Friday's game is, I think, where you'll see a significant amount of cuts. And then they'll uh, they'll get down to... You know, 30, 34, 35 type, type of numbers, potentially. And that's just going to how it's going to be. So, you know, Ernie and Lavoie on the same line tonight. We will, 
We will see both of those guys, very different stages of their careers. Ernie's just trying to get a contract. Lavoie's trying to stick in the NHL, avoid being put on waivers. He's got to get noticed tonight. That's just, that's the harsh reality of the preseason. When you're a bubble player, you have to get noticed. I thought Lane Peterson had a solid debut last night for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, he got put in some pretty good positions to get noticed. He got on the first unit power play with Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman, and Bouchard. He also went in the shootout. No, he didn't score. But now, that what's interesting about those are roles he's never going to play in the NHL, for the Oilers anyway. right? But try to give him some confidence. Uh, Sutter, meanwhile, he's playing defensive zone face-offs on the penalty kill. Kind of what you think he's going to be. So he admitted... He had jitters kind of the first time since being a rookie, having jitters for a preseason game. His kids hadn't seen him play live in three years because, remember, in in 21, when he got injured, it was, or sorry, got sick. It was the lockout, uh, sorry, the COVID season. No fans in the stands. No families in the stands. So his kids are young. He says, I'm not even sure they'll remember, but uh, they got to see dad uh, play last night. And obviously uh, he would play a few other games as well. Other news and notes from the weekend. The uh, Golden Bears football team, 3-0, but oof, gave up 54 to the Thunderbirds. Not ideal for them, but uh, they will look to uh, to bounce back. We had uh, the WHL. How about the uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings starting the season uh, on the road in Red Deer? And uh, they got a, a big win to uh, to open up the season. Then they had their... Um, their uh, um, do, 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 do season. What do you want to call it? Uh, home opener, not season opener, but uh, home opener on Saturday night, the, uh, the rematch. And what am I missing here? Oh, I thought they, uh, I thought they lost, but now I can't find the score. So my bad. Cons, what was the score? Uh, they lost four, three. Okay. I was right. I just yeah. couldn't remember the <laughs> score. So win one, lose one. And, uh, you know, them in red deer, that, that was a big opening win for the old Kings. Uh, they're without some of their players, they got some injuries. They're a young team. They got a few guys in camp that they're hoping going to get back uh, this coming weekend, and away they go. Hey, Gregor, did you say McDavid's playing on Wednesday from Dan? Yes, I did. I would expect Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl to play on Wednesday. And by the way, Wednesday's game will be televised because the Vancouver Canucks, in their contract, all of their preseason games are televised. I know other fans are like, what about us? Well, it wasn't in the contract. Maybe they regret it because, hey, older fans are pretty rabid. They'd watch the games. Now, if you have the NHL center ice package, tonight's game, you will be able to uh, get it because the Jets game is televised by their local regional supplier, TSN. And I know if you go to your TV, it'll say TSN 3, and you'll be like, why is it blacked out? Because TSN does not have national rights. They only have regional rights. So if you're in the Winnipeg Jets viewing region then you'll get the game unless you have the center ice package then of course you can watch it uh bronte will be by today spec kevin woodley returns the return of woodley we'll talk a little goaltending with the k-man at uh, 5 20 he will join us uh, pretty much every monday at 5 20 spec will be by uh matt snyder we'll talk uh, the final week of major league baseball baby and uh, the jays hey they control their own destiny and they've got uh Decent schedule because they got all their games at home. They have today off, and then they'll play three against the Yankees and then three against the Tampa Bay Rays, who are banged up. Do you see how many walking wounded the Rays have? I think it's like six starters now. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And 
the Rays have solidified a playoff spot, but um, they're going into the playoffs rather wounded. And Toronto, who's currently holding down the second of three wildcard spots, they are two games up on Houston and a half game up on Seattle. And Seattle plays Texas and Houston this coming week. So, you know what? There's lots of games where even if the Jays lose, because there's all these teams chasing, they can't all gain ground. That's the advantage. So, you know, if the Jays just go three and three, I'm pretty, I'd have to do the math in my head, but I'm pretty sure that that, uh, yes, if they go three and three, they're in automatically because uh, Seattle would have to win all of their remaining six games. Well, technically they have seven. My bad. They have seven. So if they would have to go six and one, and if that means they're going six and one, then that means that uh, Texas will have lost two games to them. And then Houston plays Texas. So, hey, the Jays just go three and three and uh, they are in. Uh, other sad news, uh, Connor Halley. Sadly, if you're a Chargers fan, <laughs> you probably just wait for uh, for something like this. I don't know if there's a team in the NFL who consistently has more serious injuries than the Chargers. And uh, Mike Williams has a huge catch, big game. You know, Keenan Allen's throwing him touchdown passes, and then he tears his ACL, and now he's done for the year. Yeah, and I mean, probably his last game as a member of the LA Chargers. He his pay cut, uh, or sorry, the he took a bit of a pay cut this year to move it into next year, where he'll be making like thirty two million dollars. And I don't think the Chargers will be keeping around for that one. So tough one for Mike Williams. Derwin James went down in that game as well with a hamstring issue, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even notice it anymore. It's kind of expected. I'm surprised they made it to week three without a superstar going down. Although they already did lose Austin Eckler, so I guess that that was another thing I should have been a little more concerned about. But, hey, they got depth. That's why they drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round. They've got Josh Palmer, who looks like he could be a player as well. I, I'm I'm not too concerned over it. I'm sorry for the fantasy footballers out there that lost Mike Williams, though. That's a tough one. Hey, Norman, a combine just Texas. Hey, fellas, I've got some Cinnabon for you. Norman, a combine. Well, uh, Declan might go out there and grab the Cinnabon. That's unbelievable, Norm. Absolute beauty. I'll take a Cinnabon all day. I like it. Nice. Cinnabon, Cinezeo. It's a good little competition we could have about that. I like it. Um, hey, guys, is it just me? Are Oiler fans putting way too much important on, importance on these preseason games? Lance, I'll be honest, Lance. I'm reading my text line, and I don't really have uh, – I don't have anybody texting over – overrating the preseason games. I think most Oiler fans are saying, like, if we could I find one texter? Sure. But they don't reflect, I think, the majority of people. Somebody says, hey, you know what? Aki was more noticeable than Broberg. Well, now that is factual. Doesn't mean he's better, but he was more noticeable. But he has a different skill set, right? He does things that are a little bit different than Broberg. His puck can't, like... Man, his confidence with the puck last night, whew, that was outstanding. Outstanding. Exciting to see. But he's a long way away. Like, doing that in one preseason game is great. Now, the great news about it is, I think that's what he has in his DNA. That's the type of player he's going to be if he's ever in the NHL. He's going to make plays with the puck on a stick. But he's got to get stronger. Probably got to get a little bit faster. And then he'll have to learn how to defend better. Like every other 18-year-old defenseman. But... You know what? Good for Bo Aiki. I don't think there's anything wrong being excited about Bo Aiki. At the same time, I'm not going to jump over hoops and be like, oh, this guy, he should be here ahead of Philip Broberg. Like, come on. Did anybody actually say that? 
like with her actual name or was it just somebody who's looking for a reaction on social media? You have to always understand that, right? Who's it coming from and did they actually say it or did they just make some weird one? Hey, guys, look at the Ravens. We have the most injuries guaranteed. Dobbins, Hill, Edwards, Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, defense, Humphreys. Yeah, they do this year. But my question was, year after year, are the Ravens always this hurt? Honestly, I don't, I'm not a Ravens fan. Obviously, uh, Connor's a huge Chargers fan. So every time there's an injury, like if they have a, you know, a hangnail, Connor tells me about it. So maybe <laughs> I'm probably a little too sensitive to the Chargers. But it just seems like year after year, they're getting some serious ones. Now, Baltimore this year, they've had some brutal injuries. No question about it. I'd put the Ravens right up there. Okay. Like Chargers might have the, the star players go down every year, but the Ravens have quantity. Like okay. lots of guys. I think last year they had three DBs go down, three corners. Yeah, they're 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 stuck by the injury bug quite a bit. Yeah. That's uh that's interesting. Hey Gregor, I spend my winners in Newfoundland. I buy the center ice every year, but never get the Jets games when they're on TSN, which is most games. Maybe that's the East Coast thing. I don't know, but just want to make you aware. When the orders play the Jets, I've always had to watch it from illegal sites. Rod. Really? That Well, that seems odd to me. Because, uh, now, unless, because if you're not in the region, you should get it. Why would it be blacked out? Unless you're trying to watch it on TSN. Don't watch it on TSN. Go up to the channels that are for that. Because it doesn't black out. That's the whole point of the centerized package. You pay to get the broadcasts that aren't in your region. There's no reason that should be blacked out for you. If it is, I'd call my cable provider because that's the whole point of buying the centerized package is that you get the teams that aren't, that would have regional blackouts. You can have those games. I've watched every team in the league. There's no game I don't get. So yeah, they, maybe your cable provider, something screwed up there. Cause that doesn't, uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. So, Hey boys, is Schneider out as manager? If they don't make the playoffs, maybe it's just me, but him hugging everyone when he pulls them from the game just seems off. Can he not hug a player when he pulls him? He doesn't need to be their buddy every day. Does he from Lee? Um, well, I don't think he hugs every guy, Lee, does it? Now, again, I haven't watched every game when he pulls out a guy, but I'm pretty sure I've seen guys walk up and he's like, you know, gives him a pat. Usually, even when the guy's terrible, usually you see the manager give him a little tap on the, the back. Hey, good work, whatever. But I, I don't think hugging would be why. I thought I was waiting for the, why did he keep Romano in the game? I thought that was a valid question. I, I saw his answer. He's like, yeah, he's our closer, but sometimes your closer doesn't have it. And I hope that come playoff time, if for whatever reason your closer doesn't have it and you're in a tight game, then you can't just wait and hope that he's going to get it. Right? You can go to someone else that game and then bring back your closer the next game. Right? So if they make the playoffs, and they're not going to miss the playoffs, like, well, I shouldn't say they won't, but it would be really difficult to miss the playoffs right now. Like, really hard. So... I don't. I don't see any way they don't make it, you know, unless they lose all six games. And yeah, I think that's essentially what would have to happen because Seattle's playing both Texas and Houston, right? So both teams can't gain ground in the same night, right? So that's what helps them, and they're all behind them. So I don't. Uh, I don't see it. Hey guys, I've heard that the uh, Stone Bottom kid has, has turned some heads so far. What's the scoop from Walt? Well, rookie camp, Walt. Yeah, he had a good rookie camp. Um, so did Bo Aiki. Bo Aiki, I think, was the best oiler at their, on their rookie team. And he had a good one preseason game, and then he went back. And I, and I think, you know, Stonebottom would be in, uh, in a similar 
uh, category for the orders as far as, or Stone House. It's not Stone Bottom, I should say. But I wouldn't, uh, I w- I'm not holding my breath. I just, I'm going to be honest. The, uh, the preseason illustrates that there's very few players at the end of the day who are, um, who are close to making it, right? That's just how it is. So, you know, Stonehouse is 19. He's got to go back to junior. So uh, I would expect him to go back to junior. He'll get a game in. And I guess there's a chance he could play too. But if Bo Akey doesn't get a second game, I'm going to guess Stonehouse doesn't get a second game. That's just me. So we'll see what happens. Quick break. We'll come back. Bronte will join us on the Jason Greger Show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. On Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube. And uh, we are say hello from the Ewell studio. E-W-E-L dot C-A. We continue on Monday afternoon. Jason Greger show. We are right into uh, preseason hockey. Also, uh, doubleheader Monday nighter again tonight. Uh, do, do you need a few points for your fantasy football? Outside of maybe, uh, you know, you're a fan of any of the four teams. Do you have anybody going? Of course, uh, the 2-0 and Bucks are hosting the 2-0 and Eagles. And then the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals taking on the 1-1 and Rams. And we're waiting. I'm guessing it'll come down to the wire. Some people think Joe Burrow is going to play, but it still hasn't been 100% confirmed. Has it cons in the last 20 minutes? Has he seen anything that changed on that? No, no, no confirmation yet. So Burrow owners, be careful. Oof. Yeah, well, that will impact not only Burrow owners, uh, the receivers, everybody. Yep. T. Higgins. <laughs> Jamar Chase, potentially yeah. Joe Mixon. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there. Now, let's get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, uh, stop in right now at Volvo if you want a new vehicle, a demo, or certified pre-owned Volvo. You can get them for 1.49% financing, and you will get unbelievable service all the time. VolvoEdmonton.com. As uh, we welcome in from Oilers Nation, uh, Ruben Bronte, longtime uh, beat reporter of the Edmonton Oilers, a.k.a. Robin Brownlee. And uh, Rubes, I know you've you've written many pieces. Uh, you love getting hyped up about uh, a player, a Bo Akey. I'm, I'm waiting for your uh, your piece carving the orders for sending him back to junior. It's a joke that he should have stayed in the league. Correct? Uh, incorrect. You did not read what I wrote today. But you know what? I saw your comment early last night during the game. So I, you know, I sort of zoomed in on him. Talk about a poised kid uh, who makes smart decisions with the puck. Uh, I think he showed the Oilers everything you'd love to see from a young player at that point. Uh, Given the fact he's got to go back, you don't rush a kid like this. It's going to be, what, two or three years till Oiler fans see him 
in uniform, even if he pans out. There's no need to rush a kid like this. But boy, did he look good. And apparently I wasn't there. But right from the uh, uh, prospects tournament in Penticton on. So a really good showing for that kid. He left a good impression. That's what you want to do when you're an 18-year-old. Go back to junior and tear it up. Yeah, well, and as he should. He's an 18-year-old young defenseman, uh, very poised, very mature player, really well-spoken kid, uh, definitely someone to watch for. And Oiler fans, this hey, you want some young prospects. So, you know, I think there'll be a lot of Oiler fans that are watching Bo Aiky a little bit closer this year, and, and that's good. That's how it should be. It's, it's good to stand out and get noticed. And now tonight, very different position, very different style of player, but... Um, tonight it's Raphael Lavoie. He's not, he might get five preseason games at the most, right? So, cause that means that we'd play four out of the final six. So, you know, that's the most he's going to get. So he's got to make the most of his opportunities. Robin, I, he's in a hard spot anyway to make the team, but he's really going to have to get noticed if he wants to make this team. It's got to start tonight. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, and the, the big thing with a kid like Lavoie and he turned uh, 23 today. Uh, he's now uh, five years out from his draft year. Um, yeah. 2019. And here's the problem from where you are with him. And he's had a hey, knee whoa, injury. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Is, am I talking to Rashad here? What kind of math is that? That's four years. <laughs> he's he's coming up on he's got your good point um but here's the thing that that depends on depending on what position you're playing that's not a long time for a goaltender it's not necessarily a long time for a defenseman but when you're a forward and you're still looking for your first game even if it's no fault of your own we had a knee injury in there we've had a couple of things slow his progress but when you look across the ice at a kid like Dylan Holloway, who's drafted a year after you, and he's further up the charts right now, at least in my mind, that means it's time to get going. Doesn't matter why you haven't established yourself at this point, but you need to do something. Tonight is a good start. He's a big kid with a heavy shot. Uh, I wish he had a little more nasty in his game, but He's got to figure out a way to grab a spot on that third line, which is exactly where Holloway is. He, the top six, uh, there's no, there's no apartments for rent in that district right now. So he's got to convince this coaching staff that he can be a productive third liner. That's the choice. And if he doesn't do it now, it doesn't mean he's finished here, but the kids keep coming and the draft years, uh, come and go. And you, if you get left behind, you sometimes stay that way. Uh, Ruben Bronte uh, joins us. Uh, Rubes, you look at, at Dylan Holloway's game last night. I thought he, you know what, his speed, uh, he won lots of battles. His, I've always thought he was a strong player. He just, you know, he's a young kid still, but he looks a little bit stronger. Now he's going to go back to back tonight. Uh, he's another guy that I have on the the watch list. Like, I think Dylan Holloway's making this team pretty good yep. chance. But I, I think Dylan Holloway is one of those players where if there's one injury in the top six, all of a sudden, man, that guy, like your career could, could go up pretty quickly. Even if you only go there for 10 or 12 games, all of a sudden you're going to play every night with a guy like McDavid or Drysaddle. That can change things for you. Well, and the thing is, well, you know, and I agree. When you played 51 games like he did last season, and it, it could have and should have been more, uh, he had some bad luck 
and being limited to that. You look around. This is not a week, you know, a couple of games up in an emergency basis. You get to see some other players, and you you look around and say, you know what, I can play here. If I do my work, if I'm professional, I'm not outclassed here. And a kid like Holloway, when he gets 51 games like that, uh, 22 years old, he's quick. I love the check he threw last night along the boards. Uh, he uses his size. There's nothing not to like. So, yeah, he's in. He's right in that slot now uh, where – the coaches are looking at him, and he. I think I would think he'd have to play poorly not to make this club at this point. Nobody's going to tell him that. That's not the approach a player takes. But he just looks like an NHL player. Finished product, no. But NHL player, yes. Right now, uh, I think he makes the club. Peterson or Sutter, either one of them grab your eye last night. Uh, yeah. Well, I talked about. I talked about. Sutter today in the item I wrote at Oilers Nation, as people have, you know what? The thing we know the story. If if he can uh, play, you don't lose thinking the game. But if he can move and stay healthy, and the body does not betray him after a couple of years out of the game, and that's easier said than done. I mean, he's you know he's not a young man anymore in 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 uh, sports years. Uh, I like him. He, he he checks a lot of boxes. Uh, you know, uh, Woodcroft said earlier. I think you put it in terms of well, if the if this was the twenty nine or thirty year old version of this guy, it'd be no question. Well, it's not. It's a thirty four year old version. But if he can think the game, save some steps because he's smart, he he fits that fourth line center slot all day long. And he didn't grab my eye, but it's like a uh, defenseman that you can count on in your third pairing. If he doesn't catch catch your eye, chances are he's had a pretty good game. Yeah, no, that's fair, right? Like Sutter is, he's not, and it was interesting, he talked after the game about how he felt most comfortable just in defensive zone assignments. He said, when I got the puck on my stick and I tried to make a few small plays, he's like, that part yeah. didn't feel great. So, you know, just because the speed of the game, all of a sudden you don't have your puck handling skills, Obviously, you know you, you don't want to, you know you don't want to be chipping the puck because your stick handling is so bad. So I think as he gets over time, but he even, like he talked very openly about how you know was quite nervous before the game. He hadn't played in you know two and a half years. May first was his last hockey game uh, for yeah. Vancouver during the, uh, uh, the the no fan twenty one season, and obviously had some serious issues with shortness of breath. So he comes back, and it's just about the pace and the feel of the game. I would think that uh, you'll see him play uh, Wednesday again. Uh, it's Vancouver. It's the team he used to play for. I know how these things work. Like, you know, it's a great story. Why not put him in there against his former team? It's at home, so that makes sense. And then, you know, and then I could see them actually playing him Friday in uh, in Calgary just because, it's, you know, you don't want him to play on the – you usually get a tougher matchup if you're on the road, so he could maybe face some of Calgary's top six forwards a little bit in Calgary. Yeah, and, and you you touched on how you see things shaping up here. We got the the game, uh, you know, the back to back tonight. I look at that Oiler roster and I see it's a totally different lineup. And when you expect based on your whether it's your home game or the other guys, I mean, I see what four Oilers uh, who are going to be on the team this year in the lineup tonight. Um, you know, Kulak, CC, Deharnay, and Holloway. So. 
that's a, a lot different lineup. We don't need to see, obviously, Dreisaitl and, and McDavid. Uh, the top line from last night, they're all good. Um, so I tell you what, it's going to be those. We shouldn't have a hard time focusing in on these four guys because we still want to see what Holloway does. I think we know what DeHarnay is, and that's fine. But uh, this is a chance for them uh, to show something without the big names in the lineup. So I kind of I kind of like the sounds of that. Rembrante uh, joins us. Uh, what'd you make of the Elks on Friday night? Um, you know what? A competitive game, especially in the second half. They made it close. But the one thing that stood out to me was, and I think in the evolution of a young quarterback, Trey Ford, he had three occasions where he took sacks or losses. He'd just throw the ball away, and that would help him a lot. Yeah, you know what? Well, and I, I mean, I don't mean to be too much of a smartass, but at least they scored. Let's let's start there. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? He's every every time out now is a a learning uh, process for him. And I know fans want wins. Uh, there's still the slightest possibility uh, and and a really slight. Of, of, of playoffs, but let's forget about that and just see who develops and who comes along. Trey Ford is a smart player. He's going to uh, get better. The more he sees, the more he experiences. Um, I don't think there's any question who lines up behind center with this club uh, from here on out for the foreseeable future, whether that translates to two, three, or four years, however long a stop is. If their players get really good, Good. Sometimes they they move along, but uh, better late than never, uh, Jason. And that's the Elks so far this year. Their best football has come late, win or lose, frankly. And uh, Ford's a big part of that. It's, it, it's fun to watch him because we forget how few snaps from center he's taken as a pro in this league. He's just now scratching the surface. He's going to be fine. Rubes, uh, enjoy the game tonight, uh, the preseason tilt, Oilers and Jets. Jets not going with a, a huge uh, NHL lineup either. Obviously, their top line will be uh, pretty familiar for uh, Oilers fans with uh, Shifley, Connor, and uh, Gabe Velarde will play there. Then they've got Kapari, Nemestikov, and Barron, uh, Gustafson, Vial, and Ford, uh, Lucius, Chaz Lucius, sick name, uh, Reichel and uh, Torgerson on the back end, Morrissey and uh, Salmonson, uh, Sandberg, and Pionk, uh, Stanley, and uh, Capabianco, and uh, Lauren Bressois will uh, get the start in goal. Of course, uh, his last game he played was against the Edmonton Orders in the playoffs last season. So uh, we'll see what they have in store tonight. Have a good one, Rubes. Okay, see you, Jason. It's uh, Robin Brownlee, a.k.a. Ruben Bronte, the uh, Oil Report, brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, we got a lot of texts to get to at uh, 10, 12, 60. Hey, guys, uh, how's Gagne looked? How's Nima Linen looked? Uh, two separate ones coming in from um, uh, Dave as well as uh, Cal. Well, Nima Linen has yet to play. He didn't play last night, uh, isn't going to play tonight. I would expect he will play on Wednesday. Uh, Sam Gagne isn't playing in the preseason. His uh, hips aren't ready yet for full contact, so he's going to start his uh or extend his PTO, I guess we should say, uh, down in Bakersfield once he's ready. So uh, that's the update on uh, Sam Gagne, but uh, he will not be making the team out of camp. Hey, guys, uh, Woodcroft won't play Holloway in the top six, even with an injury. Let's be honest, Sam from Vancouver. (laughs) Sam's fired up. Um, Yeah, I know he didn't play Holloway last year a bunch, but... 
And hey, you might be right. Maybe they'd move Fogle there. He played there before. But I think Dylan Holloway is going to get, I'll say, minimum 10 games in the top six this season. Due to injuries, whatever else, good play. I'll say minimum 10 games in the top six. Cons, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a pretty good number. I mean, something's going to come up throughout the year where you're going to rely on your depth, and he's a guy who I think will be counted on to take a step. Uh, He's shown he's got the offensive flair, and that's probably where he would thrive and probably where he's going to be counted on in the future. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good number there. Hey, boys, I love being able to uh, watch online and listen via the Oilers Nation YouTube. It's very cool. Well, uh, there you go. Thanks, man. I like it. Yes, uh, you can do that from my uncool dad. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching and uh, listening. And, of course, hit the subscribe button because uh, tomorrow, uh, somebody who wants to go see uh, Dry Subtle McDavid's preseason debut and the Canucks, hey, who doesn't like to watch the order? Now, I can't guarantee that the order is going to win 10 nothing. Actually, I'd probably have to bet they wouldn't. But it should be an entertaining game. Coming up today, uh, of course, Terry Ryan will join us after uh, 3 o'clock. Also, uh, Andy Petrello, our uh, regular Monday guest. we got lots to talk to Andy about. Uh, Dave Alter will uh, join us from uh, Sports Illustrated. We'll get to uh, Toronto. They had a preseason game yesterday. that like the orders they play again. Tonight, uh, Spec Kevin Woodley makes his debut on sports 1440 he will be a regular monday guest at 520 woodley's unbelievable if you like you want to learn more about goalies you listen to woodley so that's coming up at 520 and uh when we return the two minute warning with cam tate followed by the fantasy report the jason greger show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on sports 1440 and orders nation youtube oh my goodness oh eddie this is, is this like his only song that he did? Did he have any other ones? This is the only one I remember. Eddie Murray? Eddie Murphy, excuse me. This is the only one I know. Yeah. This is the only one I need to know, though. It's true. I mean, the song's just it's, timeless. It's a, oh, it's a killer. A banger, as they like to say. <laughs> it's a banger. It holds up, yeah. I oh, like it, it does hold up. I wonder why he wouldn't do more. Like, what uh, was this a commercial success? Do you recall? I have no idea, man. <laughs> I, I would be lying to even try. I'd, I'd probably butcher it. Like, where did party all the time end up? Because, hey, you know what? There's lots of one-hit wonders. So, you know, do we put in uh, Eddie in the one-hit wonder category? Party all the time. I mean, it did the best on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It peaked at number two. Number two? Yeah, number four in Canada, number two, wow. three in New Zealand. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, who doesn't like to party all the time? If you exactly. can do it. Very self-explanatory. Why wouldn't you like it? It'd be all over a little party all the time. Yeah. He went platinum in the States and gold in Canada. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, who knew, man? <laughs> who knew? Yes. Uh, maybe the uh, two-minute warning will go platinum someday. We'll have to see. Uh, Cam Tate, uh, for those who are, you know, I'm not going to do this intro all the time, but I want for the first week, just for people who are maybe listening for the first time. Uh, Cam uh, is in a wheelchair. He has cerebral palsy. He was born with it. And he has uh, been a longtime uh, journalist in Edmonton. And he's always wanted to be on radio, but obviously uh, with cerebral palsy, you know, it, it was difficult for him speaking at times. But uh, through the wonders of technology and voice box, Cam is able now to have a, a Monday and Friday two-minute warning 
Here's Cam Tate. Your September 26th two-minute warning. Is this really a story? I'm Fast Eddie from Voxbox reading Cam Tate's words. Taylor Swift was at the Kansas City Chiefs football game Sunday in other news. Ah, not so fast. By now, you've probably seen and heard about Swift going absolutely wild when Travis Kelsey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, caught a touchdown, one touchdown, not his third touchdown of the game, not a touchdown to give KC the lead, maybe tie the game, but the touchdown gave the Chiefs a 40 to nothing third quarter lead. So big deal. Now I can understand Swift has eyes on Kelsey. They were seen together in the locker room, clothed, of course, and then in a convertible roof down. Don't you know for some what we call huggy body kissy face. But asking Kansas City coach Andy Reid in the big postgame coaches press conference is frankly over the top. Call me old school. Call me grumpy. Now, I know a football game, a baseball game, hockey game these days has so many attractions. Then the game itself. I understand that the market has asked for such additions and to their credit, sports franchises have effectively delivered. But do they make the news rounds? Do they garner tens of thousands of views and likes? Do they get mentioned at post-game press conferences? If Swift would have made big play call on the touchdown Oregon... And this would certainly make the news reels. If Swift caught the pass herself, or even if she threw it. But let's make a news call here. I can see the crusty old news editors I learned so much from when I started with in my career. Dress sleeves rolled up, neckties undone, cigarettes everywhere making two piles. One for stories going in the paper, and the other for bird cages. I know where they would put the Taylor Swift Kansas City story. And I agree with them. Tweet, tweet, I'm Fast Eddie for Cam Tate's two-minute warning, Mondays and Fridays as part of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. It is interesting. I, I was watching, like Richard Sherman said, well, this is great for Kelsey. It's going to help his brand. And I'm just like, what? Why is that? <laughs> like, I just thought that was an awe. Hey, this is going to help his brand. Does Travis Kelsey's brand really need help? And that, hey, maybe they actually like each other. I have no idea. Now, I'm not Struddy. I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Struddy tomorrow about, and, and, you know, maybe TR. I don't know. Is, is TR big on the, on the celebrity, uh, relationships? Like, I'll be honest. I'm probably the worst person. I don't read People magazine. I don't, I don't really follow that sort of stuff. Like, I barely knew who my friends were dating. If I got introduced to their girlfriend or soon, you know, obviously get along with them. Great. That's important. But like, I didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't care that much about it. Right. And I never really talked that much about, you know, my personal life. So I found it, uh, I found it rather interesting. Bill Belichick's line was pretty funny. It's one of the best, it might be the biggest catch he's ever made. <laughs> Come on. So, you know what? And hey, people are like, oh, Taylor Swift gets into the game. Why wouldn't she? Like, if you're dating somebody who's a professional athlete, whether they're a, a male or a female, Right, people cheer. We've seen lots of husbands and wives, fathers, mothers in the crowd going bananas, siblings. This shouldn't be a story, but hey, Taylor Swift's a pretty big musician. Like, gotta be top five musicians in the world right now. Maybe number one. Honestly, like, I'm trying to think who would be more popular than Taylor Swift. So I understand why people cover it, for sure. Good on him. It doesn't bother me that she's there. She's having fun. 
Uh, now, I'd like to know, Cons, how long have they been dating? Because now, like, you're in the box with his mom. Like, to me, <laughs> right, anytime you introduce a guy or a girl to your mother, that's kind of, like, pretty serious, is it not? Like, yeah, I can tell you that was that was normally the gauge where I'm like, well, I must like this person. I want to introduce them to my parents. Otherwise, it would be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're busy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so for me, Gregor, I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't like the Chiefs, so it's a match made in heaven for oh, me to just geez. be more of a hater when it comes to those two. But I, I, there was a lot of eyes on this Chiefs game because Taylor Swift was simply in the crowd. I would agree with you, though. It seems like they're moving very fast. And nothing wrong with that. I can't go, hey, you know what? My parents, my parents met in a post office mm-hmm. and got engaged three weeks later. Wow. It worked out for them. Yeah, they met in, in end of March. They got engaged in April and got married in August. And then we're married 31 years. So unfortunately, my dad passed away. Um, I proposed to my wife after six months. We met on March 20th and we were married the following March 3rd. Now, I was older. I wasn't young. Right. So um, I kind of had some experience. I, I, I knew what I didn't want and I knew what I wanted <laughs> yeah. at the same time. So uh, I don't have a problem. I think it would be harder, to be honest, to be in that celebrity, what we going to call it, like the toy box where everybody watches every move you make, and it might be harder to have a sane relationship. I could be wrong, but I would think it would be difficult at times. I mean, I guess they would understand what each other goes through, you know, living that celebrity lifestyle. Yeah. Kelsey's a big name. He's a huge face in Kansas City. Good that they embrace it, right? And, and she meets the mom and clearly has a good time with her. I mean, I'm kind of going to hold my breath and see what kind of music we get if they do break up. You know, Taylor Swift, she's at her peak when well, she maybe goes that's, to break you know up. What? So. Is, is that's why Kelsey's like, well, I got to get my name in a Swifty song. So I'm going to try to date her. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Words that rhyme with Kelsey. So you can't hate her that much if you know the words of her song. Well, just saying, I'm just saying she is. A, I wouldn't say I hate her. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. I just I what I, don't you like about her? She's got some pretty good songs. It, it's just not my style. Oh, OK, but she's she's a talent. There's no denying that. Oh. I mean, she, like you said, I'll say she's top two artists in the world right now. Who's number one or who's with well, her? I got to have, have her. Well, I got Beyonce up there. I, ah, she, she, I don't think she's on the level of Beyonce. I think she's higher than Beyonce right now. I think those Beyonce's two are crushing peak it. was a few years ago. I don't think Beyonce's as popular now. Maybe I'm wrong. But we got to see like, well, I don't know how much she breaks in per concert. I know Taylor Swift's killing it right now with her tour, but yeah, yeah, she's right up there. That's a power couple for sure. I have to say, though, the lyrics to her uh, song, You Need to Calm Down, the opening few lines are classic, right? Somebody that I know are taking shots at me like it's Patron. It's like 7 a.m., right? <laughs> oh, I thought that just that made me laugh the first time I heard it because it's true. There's lots of people that just lose their marbles on someone they don't even know on social media. So I thought like that was me, like me. That was very true. Just kidding. I don't. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen you lose your mind. Yeah, and I'm well, not. I shouldn't say that. I'm not going after celebrities on no. social media. No. Yet. Hey, Greg, it's awesome that you're putting stuff like Cam Tate's thoughts out into the uh, ether, giving voices to a variety of people is such an important part of journalism. All journalism, including sports journalism, that one comes from. Cheb, hey boys, Cam Tate's gold. I look forward to it. Well, yeah, hey, I've known Tater for a long time. I, and uh, I think he's got a pretty good sense of humor. He's on top of things, and it's, a, it's good to give him a voice. Now, we will have to wonder about the bird sound at the end. I, I, I need to, I got to find out from Tater, what was it, the bird? Cons, did I miss it? 
I I don't know exactly. Kind yeah. of kind of overpowered it there. Yeah. Well, so we'll have to ask him. What are the like? Was there symbolism of the bird that I'm not getting? Okay, okay, trust me, it might have just went right over my head. But uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, Tater's great. So let's get to the uh, con man. Sports 1440 update uh, on the other side. Terry Ryan will uh, join us. Author, actor. Big week for TR. Season two is coming out of Shorzy this week. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a little sneak preview from old Hitch. Maybe You know what? We might have to get him to do a whole show in Hitch's character, in Hitch's voice. We'll find out. Let's get to uh, Connor Howling. Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com.